You know how you can't stand to hear the sound of your own voice on an outgoing message from, you know, your phone? You can imagine what it's like having to listen to my podcast, watch me on an interview, read my newsletter, read my own book. Ugh. I do appear a lot. Here's the latest one between myself and Bob Powell on thestreet.com's Retirement Daily. You can subscribe to his service. The link is in the text below the video. Financial matters are kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. No matter what stage of life, whether you're a millennial, whether you're Gen X, whether you're in retirement, Jay's Corner is the name of the YouTube channel as well as the name of the newsletter. You know, I know it's natural that people shake their head and say, well, you know, it shouldn't be this way or I don't understand why it has to be so complicated. I'm just going to tell you that that's not, that, that's a different channel. That's a different topic. That's a different discussion entirely. I'm not out here trying to cast judgment on your individual jigsaw puzzle, how the pieces fit or don't. What I do know is that the amount of noise that you're hit with is incredible. This is the world that we have. Let's try to do the best with the rules as given. Jay's Corner is here to help. Are you about to go on COBRA? What can you do? What can't you do? What are some things to consider? Well, here to talk with me about this is Jay O, author of Maximize Your Medicare. Jay, welcome. Thanks for having me, Bob. So uh, here we are close to halfway through 2022. And for folks who are uh, about to go on COBRA or maybe going on COBRA, what do they need to know? We've had a large number of you know, announcements about possible slowdown in hiring or layoffs, that type of thing as a result of high interest rates. And I just wanted to review your rights under COBRA. So COBRA is a legal structure, meaning that you are entitled to COBRA rights if your employer is has 20 or more full-time employees, 20. Now, the reality is, is that you do have a grace period of 60 days after your coverage ends to enroll in COBRA. That said, questioning whether or not that is a good idea for people is complicated. Okay, let's stop here. And, you know, I wish I could cover up, you know, the picture and all that kind of stuff. I don't have that luxury here today. Anyway, if you lose health insurance coverage as a result of a reduction in hours, or if your job is terminated, whether that be voluntary or involuntary, then you do have the right to access COBRA. You have the right to access COBRA, and in addition to that, the coverage will can begin on the day that your coverage while actively employed ends. So let's just say, for example, you, uh, you stop work on the 20th of a month. You've got 60 days from that point in time, and your coverage can begin on the 21st. This is a very important point because there is, in fact, this free, free look-back feature, meaning that if you're Mr. Perfect or Miss Perfect, never sick, etc., etc., you can wait for the 60 days, and even if you went into the hospital, let's say you had an emergency room visit on the 50th day, the reality is you could have started your COBRA to be covered on the day 
that you went to the emergency room. It's an extremely subtle point. It's one that needs to be handled with care. As usual, I don't think it's a good idea to handle these matters, complicated matters, unassisted. Hint. That said, I wanted to let you know that this is a very, very valuable look-back option that can exist. Let's continue on with the video. Because you do have the right to access your existing health care insurance coverage from your employer. That said, you have to pay the full price plus possibly an administrative fee. So then it becomes whether or not this is affordable, whether or not be, that becomes the wise choice. Know that if you are, your coverage from your employer is stops, that you do have the right to apply for an Affordable Care Act plan that as, which may include the advanced premium tax credit, APTC, to lower not only your premium, but possibly also your deductible and out-of-pocket maximums. That all said, it can be complicated because of the number, sheer number of dollars, meaning that employer-sponsored plan can be very expensive versus a possibly a much lower health insurance plan using your marketplace. Please know you do need to use either the federal marketplace or your state-specific health insurance marketplace. So just a follow-up question. Okay, before we get going on this, you know, I will say the following, which is that while I don't like the sound of my voice or my appearance, <laughs> the reality is, is that when I hear my answers, even after the fact, and even though that we didn't have a script, you know, I, Bob and I agree on the topic itself. Thank goodness, you know, we're stopped here on him and not me. But even though I don't like my appearance or the sound of my voice and stuff like that, you know, that's just self-normal self-loathing. That's real different, however, than, the, than what is actually said. I'm pleasantly surprised that I don't have a lot to add here. The, the details that I do have to add and the reason for today's video is to talk about other nuances, which don't, you know, time doesn't allow here. I know that we've got a three, four minute window. I'm not trying to kill persons with, you know, overwhelming amounts of detail. There's time opportunity to double back. Here it is. Okay. So under COBRA, you need to pay the full sticker price. This is the issue here. Now, in certain exceptional cases, it can be the fact that your employer pays. It is the exception. It's also not unheard of. For example, you could have a situation where you have voluntary re retirement as and buyout packages where the employer does pay for your COBRA up to a certain degree. That's possible. And this is kind of what I'm talking about here, and especially as we get to the second part of the year. So what I'm going to do from this point is talk about two different sections. There's pre-Medicare, and then there's Medicare. And then there's going to be the third nuance, which is going to be what happens if you're married and one person becomes on Medicare. And now you can see how complicated the web can be. 
Let's start with the ACA. Let's say, for example, you're nowhere near Medicare age. The reality is you've got to balance out a couple of different things. Number one, you need to figure out whether or not the premium of COBRA and you need to know how much it is. The reason for that is that, as you know, the full sticker price that I just mentioned can be astronomically high. You've got very good plans under large employers, especially. And in a di the issue is that you've got to pay the full sticker price, whether or not that's affordable. If you have, depending on your location, depending on your annual income for 2022, it is very possible that instead of COBRA, that you can still have health insurance and apply for the APTC, which is the Affordable Care Act Health Insurance Subsidy. Now, you'd need to make sure that your estimate of income is accurate because from there, that is how your health insurance premium is calculated. It does become complicated if someone in your household is sick or if someone in your household has used health insurance and has received a lot of health insurance benefits. The reason for that is you may have already satisfied your deductible. You have, may have made substantial progress to the out-of-pocket maximum. So let's just say, for example, you've met the deductible and you're only $1,000 away, only $1,000 away from the out-of-pocket maximum for your family. In that instance, it could be the case that you would have to bite the bullet and pay for COBRA and still stay on the COBRA plan because that's the most efficient. That has to be compared to a possibly much lower health insurance premium under the Affordable Care Act and the APTC. As you can see, that's a, strictly a math of money exercise. It's not just simply Cobra's too expensive, I need to be out. Or Cobra has better coverage, I need to be in. It's not as simple as that. And that's the point of this interview here. And nevertheless, as a result of you know the time restraints that I have during these types of interviews where I know it's a soundbite, I know it's a three to four minute video, not able to make those statements during the you know, length of the video itself. But these nuances here that I'm mentioning here on today's video here on Jay's Corner and the Maximize Your Medicare channel, don't forget to subscribe to the Substack. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. I'll wait for you now. One, two, three, ding. Anyway, what I am saying is that you can understand that while the what I've said during the interview is accurate, the nuances here, very important. Let's go back to the video. Uh, assuming that uh, you're leaving your employer, you're going on COBRA, you had a employer-sponsored plan that covered your entire family. The COBRA plan would cover your entire family uh, as well? For sure it would, and now it becomes complicated because the premiums there, if, especially in a family, you're certainly talking about well over $1,000 a month. The question then becomes whether or not 
finding a family plan on the Affordable Care Act, once you qualify for the advanced premium tax credit, that the difference in premiums can be great. The issue then becomes whether or not have you met your deductible, have, are you close to the out-of-pocket maximum, so that to, you're trying to reduce your overall dollars that you spend on premiums plus possible costs for healthcare expenses. And this is what I was just saying here, and I, oh my goodness, I hope I haven't screwed up the sound from the past. But my point here is that we need to be sure that we've got the math right, because I don't want persons to incinerate thousands of dollars, right? Because COBRA can be so much more expensive and enough time is here. Once you go to the Affordable Care Act, it is almost certainly the case that your counters, meaning for your, your progress for deductible and out-of-pocket maximums get reset to zero. And then you have to start over. So then, for example, if you had ongoing treatments and you had to start back to zero, now you haven't met the deductible and would have to restart again. And this is what I'm trying to avoid. That's the part, the reason for today's video and added details to the, to the interview that I had with Bob Powell. Right. And you and I have talked about also the possibility that you need to investigate whether the doctors are in your network, whether the drugs are in the formulary, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. That's part of the equation, which is an entirely different topic. You know, it's been well, it's been well pointed out that since people don't fully understand how their health insurance works, they also then don't understand the cost, the financial implications when they do need healthcare services or prescriptions, as you mentioned. Yeah. So we are not going to solve that right here, meaning that you know, selection of health insurance plans, whether that be to compare COBRA, compared to the Affordable Care Act, compared to Medicare, compared to your employer-sponsored plan and under as a retiree, this is a totally different set of things beyond today. And, the, the you know, I've got 100 videos or so uh, between Jay's Corner and Maximize Your Medicare channel, the two channels. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that the selection process is way more complicated than people believe because people don't first understand how insurance itself works. And for that, I'm trying to lay the groundwork, the very point of Jay's Corner, which is much more than just simple Medicare, the topic of my book. Back to the video. So covered a lot of ground. Anything we missed, Jay? I think that what ends up happening is that at the beginning of the year, our conversation may have been different, which is that because people may have required healthcare services, deductibles may have been met. Or for example, if you've had a surgery or some kind of procedure in your family, you may have made substantial progress towards either meeting your deductible or coming close to the out-of-pocket maximum. And this balance can change throughout the year. Well, Jay, as always, I want to thank you for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with our, with our viewers and readers. It's uh, uh, always greatly appreciated. It's been my, nice to be here, Bob. Thank you. So, of course, no interview is, you know, 
No, no interview is complete without me bumbling <laughs> at some point in time. <laughs> uh, thank you. Oh, jeez. Anyway, you can hear me trying to give you the implications there that I mentioned earlier in today's video here on Jay's Corner and the Max Major Medicare channel. Let's talk about, well, the, I told you there were going to be three instances. Let's talk about Medicare persons. Okay. Generally speaking, when you're on COBRA, for example, and one of the persons turns 65, what generally happens, generally, is the fact that the prior employer, even if you had, they were paying, they may stop paying if one of the persons turns Medicare eligible. That is true. That said, that does not mean that you have lost access to COBRA. And this is the very subtle point and something that is beyond even the nuance. Uh, the, this nuance isn't correctly stated in Medicare and you. The way the late, the Part B late en enrollment penalty actually works is you cannot have an, an eight-month break. That's the maximum break you can have for health insurance. But now we're sitting here during June, and let's say you've used the and the let's say you've met the out-of-pocket maximum for some particular health reason from some of one of your family members. It means then that the and you would not have any out-of-pocket costs if you required healthcare services for you or anyone in your family. If that's your situation, you can see how violently, how dramatically the balance and the efficiency would change. And so it needs to be considered. In addition to that, let's just say for there are other situations. Let's say, for example, that you would be faced with IRMA as a result of the fact that your modified adjusted gross income were too high. You were highly compensated, and then you were on COBRA, and then you faced the Medicare choice. Well, the fact of the matter is that under Medicare, that you would have two IRMAs, one for Part D, one for Part B, that can total $600 a month. If that's the case, again, the math of money situation can change. In which case, you would have the situation where it may be efficient to stay on COBRA, use the eight months, and then go to Medicare, original Medicare, and Medigap or Medicare Advantage, whichever you would choose. You can do so without penalty, we're really deep in the weeds here. And again, my strongest suggestion is to handle this with care and don't do it unassisted. It's so subtle, in fact, that Social Security Administration persons very regularly get this wrong. Very regularly get this wrong. Last point. If you have a married couple this situation here can be such that the 
person, let's say the older person who was the COBRA recipient can go on Medicare, you need to check your employer to see whether or not the non-Medicare spouse can still retain rights under COBRA. Very general, very usually, not very generally, very usually it is still the case that the person who is not Medicare eligible yet still does have access to COBRA. That is up to, again, back to whether or not it's the efficient path to do so. You can hear how complicated it is. It's complicated. It's admittedly complicated. There are Department of Labor laws. The, the employer has no choice here but to extend your rights to COBRA. The question is, is whether or not it's affordable. The question is whether or not the employer is going has made other accommodations for you. And then there's your personal situation, whether or not you've got a health situation, which makes the Affordable Care Act the better path for Mr. and Ms. Perfect, or whether and and Mr. and Ms. Perfect may have an income which may allow a substantial APTC subsidy, or whether or not it's more efficient to stay in COBRA because you may have already met the out-of-pocket maximum or the plan under, under the employer-sponsored plan is so superior that that's the way that you'd want to stay. Again, if this all sounds very, very complicated, it is pretty much as complicated as it gets when it comes to non-Medicare matters. I think that's enough for today. It's more than enough for me because still working out with script, having to realize that I've... <laughs> we can go on and on and on with a number of different topics and a number of different instances. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the videos. You know, I realize it's an overwhelming number of topics. It's an overwhelming number of examples, possible scenarios that I can totally understand. It's hard to deliver things in a 10 minute segment where you can fully get all of the moving parts. Be sure to like and subscribe to today's video. It does help the channel a lot because the fact that you're here towards the end, you can imagine how many more people are affected and also don't have the fully correct, accurate set of information. Thanks.